Welcome to This Week in Engineering. I'm Jim Anderton, Multimedia Content Director at Engineering.com. On today's episode, satellite servicing 22,000 miles up, Cryo keeps CMOS chip technology alive, and Level 4 autonomous delivery services are ready for the street. Today's episode of This Week in Engineering is brought to you by Engineering.com, a globally trusted source for engineering content. Check out this and many other exclusive videos for the engineering professional found only on Engineering.tv today. On today's episode, satellite servicing 22,000 miles up, Cryo keeps CMOS chip technology alive, and Level 4 autonomous delivery services are ready for the street. In a first for robotic on-orbit satellite servicing, Northrop Grumman Corporation has announced that the company's space logistics subsidiary has serviced a satellite in its geosynchronous working orbit. The robotic service vehicle, called Mission Extension Vehicle 2, docked with the Intelsat 10-02 commercial communications satellite. The MEV-2 service satellite will remain docked to Intelsat's communications bird for five years, providing propulsion and orientation for the satellite, before undocking and moving on to another mission. This is the second docking of a life extension service satellite. MEV-1 docked with the Intelsat 901 satellite in February 2020 above the communications satellite's working station in geosynchronous orbit. The service satellite in that test then moved the combination into its designated slot in the crowded space allotted to Intelsat. With robotic commercial satellite servicing now proven, the next step for Northrop Grumman is the development of mission extension pods, which will be installed on commercial satellites by MRV vehicles to provide the on-orbit life extension services while the parent MRV moves on to other tasks. The existing constellation of large communication satellites in geosynchronous orbit above the Earth and this new technology should enable one robotic service satellite to clip life extension pods onto multiple birds on one extended mission. Communication satellites are expensive, and life extension should lead to lower broadband costs for customers worldwide. Moore's Law has been a microelectronics industry mantra for decades. It was first postulated by Intel engineer Gordon Moore in 1965, and it simply stated that the number of transistors on a computer chip doubles approximately every two years. Now, since available real estate on a silicon wafer is limited, this has required ever smaller junctions, enabled by ever more advanced photolithography techniques, and for decades, existing CMOS technology has been predicted to be near its end. While reports of its death have been greatly exaggerated, today's scale, in the single-digit nanometer range, does finally represent real limitations in increasing transistor density. The Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, a U.S. Department of Defense advanced tech lab, well, they've found a way to increase the performance of traditional CMOS technology without cramming more junctions on the same wafer. The key is low temperatures in the region of 77 Kelvin or lower, and that's liquid nitrogen temperatures, and the sort of temperatures commonly seen in superconductor research. Now, there are multiple problems in operating semiconductors at cryogenic temperatures, and to address them, DARPA has created the Low Temperature Logic Technology Program. Now, it's aimed at improving thermal and power density in high-performance computing systems, and the program seeks to develop CMOS circuits at 14 nanometer scale using very large-scale integration processes and FinFET technology. FinFETs are multi-gate devices that essentially take planar metallic oxide field effect transistors and add a third dimension, essentially adding gates on vertical walls of the device at nanometric scale. 
These technologies are expected to deliver 25 times better performance to power ratio compared to current CPUs operating at room temperature. To create workable devices, the program is also developing static random access memory cells, also running at 77K. Future, more advanced technologies promise a 45 times performance improvement. DARPA will use their recently announced Toolbox initiative to allow commercial licensing of new developments. It looks like silicon is far from dead. Intel's Mobileye business, well, they've developed a self-driving system called Mobileye Drive, which has been chosen as the enabling technology for a new project from Udelve, a Silicon Valley company developing autonomous delivery vehicles that the firm calls transporters. Ramp-up plans are ambitious, with announced production of more than 35,000 transporters by 2028, with commercial operations beginning in 2023. The plan is directed at the last-mile delivery problem, the most expensive aspect of distribution, accounting for an average of 53% of the overall cost of goods. With COVID-19 dramatically increasing the volume of goods ordered online, last-mile delivery volume is expected to increase over 75% by 2030 and require one-third more delivery vehicles. Combined with a shortage of delivery drivers, the timing appears good for autonomous delivery technology. Donlin, a large American commercial fleet management company, they've pre-ordered 1,000 transporters, believed to be the largest single order to date for an autonomous delivery vehicle. The Mobileye Drive system is designed for SAE Level 4 operation using system-on-a-chip technology, combined with multiple sensors and proprietary software. The system uses mapping and LiDAR in contrast to Tesla's camera-based approach. UW has been experimenting with autonomous delivery since 2018 and plans to address edge cases like parking lots and loading docks with a proprietary teleoperation system. Mobileye continues to develop passenger carrying applications as well and intends to deploy autonomous shuttles with Transdev ATS and the Lore Group beginning in Europe. Mobileye also plans to begin operating an autonomous ride-hailing service in Israel in early 2022. That's it for this week's show. This episode was brought to you by engineering.tv. Thanks for listening. Tune in again next time.